Baylor and Oklahoma in Norman Friday. For the first time in a long time, we're no longer pushing all of our prayers to the Bears, but instead, their opponents. They might need them. This is Locked On Baylor. You are Locked On Baylor, your daily podcast on the Baylor Bears, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Happy Friday, everybody. You've made it to the end of the week. Uh, Actually, it was a quick week in my life this week, so I'm celebrating by not fixing my hair today and wearing my radioactive Baylor Bears new crew neck. Uh, I'm Sports Illustrated Straight Toll, who works for Inside the Bears on Sports Illustrated. That's Scotty Swingler, the pigskin preacher. Scotty, happy Friday. And Baylor football has now won two straight Big 12 games. I, I don't know if I necessarily saw that coming right now. You know, it was two you had to win, man. It was two you had to win. Oklahoma State's a great team that, uh, that you know, you, you lost a close one. Yeah. West Virginia, uh, I, I have said for many years that Morgantown, West Virginia is one of the most difficult road environments in the nation. Uh, you had to come out and win those two, and you did, man. And, and that game against Texas Tech and Lubbock was a yeah. blast. Yeah, you know, uh, Scotty, I don't, I don't want to steal any thunder here, but you did mention how tough it is to play with the crowd in, in Morgantown and West Virginia, how tough it is to play in the crowd in Provo. And, I mean, I, I don't know. Is the Texas Tech crowd tough? Drake, let me tell you something. Let me just take you back to last Friday, okay? I I am not one for, like, mad smack talk on Twitter. That's not that's not great drink. That's, that's not my MO. Right. Uh, but Gambling Gauchos, who I love, man, great account, yeah. reposted a 40-second clip from this show from last mm-hmm. week of me saying that Lubbock is not as intimidating as Ames or Morgantown. And I think I think in the context of the podcast, I had also said Provo, but not in that little short clip. Drake, I've said for 10 years, the top three places you don't want to play in the Big 12 are Stillwater, Oklahoma. No. Morgantown, West Virginia, and Ames, Iowa, because weird stuff happens in those three places. And I had people, Drake, on Twitter, uh, this this fool's about to learn his lesson. This guy's never seen a game in Lubbock at night. LOL, this place is not as scary as West Virginia. <laughs> and, and Drake, yeah, I wasn't there. I watched the game on TV, but I would love it if we could hear from someone who actually played in that environment, maybe, and maybe even someone who played in that environment and already lost in Morgantown. I'd love to hear what they thought of the crowd right. in Lubbock. No, I, I, and I wish that we had some kind of perspective, like a player or something, or someone who was there on the you field. Know, like, and you know, like Baylor, the team that's that's gotten kind of wide eyed and intimidated on the road sometimes this right, year. Right, right, right. It'd be really helpful to hear what they thought of like, yeah, like if if somebody with the program or close to it at least who was there could like give us some kind of at oh, least at least tangentially involved. Right. Wait a second, I've got you know I, I there's like a video clip just popped in my inbox. Did you email me what? something? Let's what is this? What did you actually think of the crowd noise compared to maybe Provo and Ames and West Virginia? It didn't seem that bad. No, I thought BYU was more more electric, more intensified. I didn't think I didn't think their fans really or the crowd really brought it like we were expecting. I think we had high expectations as to uh, what we were going to expect coming into the game with the crowd and how it could be a distraction. But I don't think it really distracted us one bit. What? You're kidding. Hey, send this clip to Gambling Gauchos. Hey, guys. 
What did I tell you? That reporter said, Provo Ames Morgantown. And Matt Jones said, oh, I didn't really think this crowd had anything on it. <laughs> Matt Jones with a Southern flair and all dunking on Texas Tech listen, fans listen. was a highlight of last week. I have never been more happy to be right. I was texting you during the game. I, was yes. like, I have I have never been more happy to be right about how little that this road environment has affected our team. In fact, it was the best or the second best performance that this team has put up this season. Uh, certainly the best against like an FBS opponent. Um, yeah. Against a Big 12 opponent for sure. The, the way that Baylor's defense played, pristine. The offense, Blake Shaven filled a role. Richard Reese is just that guy. And now, Scotty... You get Oklahoma on the road, two teams that have both won consecutive games in Big 12 play. Each is searching for that kind of pinnacle win to get them into the second to last, kind of the home stretch of the season, to put them into a, a new bowl game. And can Baylor do it on the road Saturday? Well, let me tell you, Drake. I got to say, I am struggling with bitterness mm. because... College football, I had this discussion with my good friend Michael Bartlemay, who came with me on this show of, of a couple weeks ago. College football is at its best when it's about traditional matchups, longtime rivalries, and even I would just say like regional rivalries. Like I think yeah. I think that's when college football is at its best. So to be fair, 11 years ago, I was furious when my freshman year of college was the last season Texas A&M was going to be in the Big 12. I was mm. so upset that we were losing a game that I had watched Baylor play in my yeah. entire life for every season. And and I was upset we were losing Texas A&M versus Texas. That was ridiculous to me. I've got to tell you, Drake, I'm bitter. I don't understand why a team that is regularly at the very top of, I would say, easily the third best football conference. And what Joel Klatt said this week is easily the deepest football conference in the country. I don't yeah. know why you would leave being at the top of that to go be like, like the little the little brother that gets ignored in the SEC. Yeah. I just don't get it. I don't get it. And so what I was thinking about this. Drake, I'm a preacher. I don't know if you knew that. I, I, uh, I learned after a while. I, I, I was thinking about this biblically. And the word that came to mind when I think of Oklahoma, not only like being the top dogs for the longest time as they were in the Big 12, but really with this like leaving me with a bad taste in my mouth for, for running off to the SEC. The word that came to mind was strife. Strife. Mm. Oklahoma is causing strife. Strife is a division or a dissension that comes around a fundamental uh disagreement yeah. um and and so isaiah probably the greatest prophet of the old testament says this in isaiah chapter 54 verses 15 through 17 and i, I just love this man if anyone stirs up strife it is not from me whoever stirs up strife with you shall fall because of you. See, it is I who created the smith, who blows the fire of coals and produces a weapon fit for its purpose. I 
have also created the ravager to destroy. No weapon that is fashioned against you shall prosper, and you shall confute every tongue that rises against you in judgment. This is the heritage of the servants of the Lord and their vindication from me, says the Lord. You know what the worst thing about the SEC is, Drake? What is that? It's SEC bias. Mm. It's this idea, and again, I'll go back because he's someone I watch a lot. Joel Klatt this week pointing out, um, like, how does how does Alabama get credit for barely beating a terrible Texas A&M team and barely hanging on against Texas and losing a game yeah. where it's, whereas TCU has won every game on their schedule Sadly. Um, and, and, and is ranked so far below them. It's SEC name brand bias. These tongues rising against Baylor and the Big 12 in judgment. Well, I have to tell you something. Tell it. There's a blacksmith that the Lord has sent to Waco. His name is Dave Aranda. Mm. What he does is he takes the hot burning coals of the passion of young men who want to be football players, and he creates weapons. Mm. And Baylor's greatest weapon, the weapon, and I would even say the ravager, sent to destroy those who are stirring up strife, is Richard Reese. Wow. And Drake, you said it. You said it yesterday on your show, Drake. Richard Reese. He needs. I didn't. You didn't say this, but but he needs ninety yards to be the greatest freshman running back in baseball yeah. football history, statistically speaking. Ninety yards, and he's playing against the worst rushing defense. Terrible in the Big Twelve. Drake, the Ravagers coming. Richard Reese, Baylor Bears. Ending, destroying, vindicating those who are stirring up strife. That's mm. That's Every it. word that there is in the book to throw out against Oklahoma. Sir, they look, don't don't stir up strife. It's right there. Like it literally says, don't stir up strife. The, and, the first the first verse here says, if anyone stirs up strife, it's not for me. It's not from God. No, which means no, it, you know, I'm a good Baptist Drake, which means if it's if it ain't from God, it ain't good. You know, I found out too this week. Oklahoma fans don't really banter. There hasn't been a lot of banter on Twitter. I think they're. I'm gonna be honest here. A lot of t-shirt fans for Oklahoma. A lot of t-shirt fans. Now, granted, that's that's not the worst thing. There have been more Baylor t-shirt fans lately because Baylor's Big been fact. good. It's what happens when you're good. It's not a bad thing necessarily to be a t-shirt university. But Oklahoma fans on Twitter, it's like, where are you guys? Hey, you know, the Texas Tech thing was really fun and all. This is like just kind of boring. So, well Drake, well, Drake, like, what smack do they have to talk to us at this point? Yeah, they really don't. They, they've had kind of a now definitely a bad year. Like, that. well, and after after who we were last season compared to who they were, yeah. And now and now with yeah, their season's been even more disappointing than ours in in a lot of ways. Yeah, like, what do you have to say? Yeah, and that's maybe why there's been no banter. I mean, yeah, Tech had knocked off Texas. They had they had room to talk in some areas. Um, speaking of room to talk. 
I, Scotty, am hoping to have room to talk with new employers. Scotty's not going anywhere. Uh, new employers, thanks to LinkedIn Talent Solutions. So all these reads we've been doing about LinkedIn, I'm, I'm sure you've heard them, LinkedIn jobs and helping the people find the right experienced people with a purple hashtag hiring frame on LinkedIn and simple tools and screening questions and all of that and small businesses rating it number one. It's all great. But I have flipped it around this week and actually started using it myself to apply for jobs. I get a job in May. So if you're hiring, let me know. Um, not that I don't love working for Sports Illustrated inside the Bears. Not that I don't love Locked On Baylor. I do, and I'm going to stay with them too. I'm going to stay with a lot of these jobs, but I need something to to you know really anchor it, like something really big. And so I have applied to a couple places, doing a couple interviews, going through the process of a few things, and I can reveal those later. But the reason I found them, this is a true story, is LinkedIn and LinkedIn Talent Solutions. So if you want to hire somebody, if you want to hire me, go to LinkedIn and add your job to the LinkedIn hiring frame. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the qualified candidates you want to talk to faster. So post your job free at LinkedIn.com forward slash college. LinkedIn.com forward slash college. Keep in mind, everybody, that terms and conditions do apply. Scotty Baylor in Oklahoma this week. The way I'm going to start it off, because you already mentioned Richard Reese. What does Reese have to do for Baylor to win this game? What are the marks that he's got to hit? Man, I don't know if there's a particular like mark that I'm looking for. Just keep being himself. Stay healthy, maybe. Can we can we like pray for that, please? Could I lead us in a prayer yes. for that? I mean, come on. Um, we just need the guy to keep being himself. He he. You know, I know there was some concern after the Oklahoma State game of there were some there were some cutback lanes he missed in that game, some missed yeah. opportunities. Um, he's really improved, I think, in that area. And Aranda's pointed out he's improved in his ability to finish runs, to fall forward more yeah. often, um, and and he's really running with a lot of strength. And so, man, I really I really think the onus is on this offensive line to play well um, and and play well against a poor rushing defense. And uh, Richard Reese just needs to be that guy, and I think he is. Um, and I, and, I, and I know Aranda said we're going to try to spell him a little more this game, and that's and that's all good, but, man, just give that man the ball. Yeah, yeah. He just said the same thing for Tech, too. They were like, yeah, Dave. Uh, <laughs> yeah, how'd that go? <laughs> Reese got 31 carries against Kansas. What about this week? He was like, yeah, you know, we're going to try to temper it a little bit. No, no, no. He got 36 carries this time. It'll be similar, in my opinion, against Oklahoma, where Reese is just going to have to get his. Parker Thune said it on the show this week. Reese will get his against the Oklahoma defense, so why not run the ball with him? Quaylen Jones, probably going to play, still banged up. Squirrel Williams, maybe he's back, maybe he's not. Tay McWilliams, I, I still I want to know what's going on. Like I want to be a fly on the wall to understand what has been going on with Tay McWilliams this season? And now they're even looking into redshirting him this year medically. And so I think that means that he just won't play the rest of the way. And that's something you come to terms with. So all of that known in the running back world, I, I turn my attention to the other most important position as far as scoring and keeping the offense in check. It's the quarterback. And to me, Blake Shapin has come to, I, I've come to define Blake Shapin as the role filler. You did a sermon on how he could be Big 12 Player of the Year, Offensive Player of the Year. He has gone from that, still being a ceiling, but now fitting into the box of, hey, I'm just going to I'm gonna do my job. I'm going to do my 111, and we're going to win because of it. And I, I don't think that's a bad thing until he grows up to be an all-Big 12 caliber quarterback. Listen, I I think uh, I think you're right. I think they're just asking him to play inside the lines a little bit. Yeah. But I also I also think Blake is starting to get it. I think against Texas Tech, he didn't put up the biggest numbers in the world. But I think you could see him starting to get it. And the main thing, and I think I said this to you on the show, um, Aranda talked a couple weeks ago about Blake struggled determining when to be a passer and when to be a runner. 
And if you're going to be a passer and you get in trouble, you need to throw the ball away and, and not turn the ball over and not take a hit. And if you're going to be a runner, you need to put your head down and take off and run. And I saw a little more of that from, from Blake uh, against Texas Tech. I know that's scary. I know that him wearing the number 12 and being the exact same size and even looking kind of similar under the helmet as Charlie Brewer, a lot of us are having flashbacks because that guy could not stay healthy to save his life because he could not learn how to stop running into trouble. Um, but I think Blake's incredibly dynamic. And I actually think, um, and Seth Russell has said as much, I think he's been underused as a runner. Um, and, and so, you know, I, I think we have seen a young guy and you said it well again yesterday on this show. Teams have figured him out. He mm -hmm. struggled a little bit. And I think he's starting to figure out who he has to be to be his best self and use all of his skills. Because, Drake, I still, um, three times a game, he makes a throw from the pocket that I'm like, how did he do that? Where, like, yeah. <laughs> like he, he will make those throws that wow you. And so he's, he's going to figure it out, man. He's a great player. And I think against Oklahoma, again, you're hoping that just like at Tech, you're leaning on the run. Richard Reese gets over 100 yards, couple touchdowns, and all you're asking Blake to do is not turn the ball over and make a couple of really big throws. And I think he can do that, man. You know, defensively, too, we talked even before the show. You, know, you guys don't know this at home, but Scotty and I are actually, you know, we're friends. We text. We talk outside of the context of just Friday shows. We talked a little bit. You were a big A.J. McCarty guy, which I feel like everyone is now. I'm now on the A.J. McCarty train. Um, also, McCarty, not Buckarty, but I, I'm on both trains. Hey, uh, Scotty. Drake, the, I'm a Baptist. Yeah, you can't. No comment from the pastor. The, um, the Tevin Williams, AJ McCarty, the secondary, Al Walcott, stepped up so big against Texas Tech. If they do that again, that's ball game. That's wraps. It's over. Oklahoma cannot win this game if Baylor secondary repeats almost its last two performances. Kansas game wasn't complete, but the Texas Tech game absolutely was. Oh, yeah, and we saw them grow up in a big way in Lubbock, man. I mean, because really, that position, um, I, and I've seen, uh, like, Snacks has been talking some smack on Twitter. Yeah. And I love it, man. I love, I love, love, love it. But until last week, um, there was very little evidence in big games that that secondary uh, could make plays. We weren't forcing turnovers up yeah. until last week. And and so, wow, they grew up before our eyes, and I hope it continues. What I'll say is we're facing a much better quarterback this week. Um, and if you can even pick him off twice, you're going to be in, in terrific shape. Here's where I'm really worried, Drake, and I'd love to know what you think. Um, like two or three times this season, the defense has just forgotten how to tackle people. Yeah, that's um, true. And it's really weird because it has not been a consistent issue. Like there's games right. where there's great tackling almost on first contact every time. And then there's games um, like Kansas, it was happening a little bit. West Virginia was happening a little bit where it's like it takes seven guys getting to the ball to bring someone down. Dylan Gabriel is a quarterback that can hurt us with his legs. You got to make the tackle when you get to the ball. And so yeah. how do you how do you think Baylor's defense is going to respond? There's been some struggles at moments this season with quarterbacks that can move. Um, how do you think we respond to that? That's a great question. I don't know. You, know. you would hope that they've learned to this point the mistakes, and there are enough senior guys that can step up and, and kind of make a difference in, in locker room enough to say, hey, here's how it should go. 
and Dave Aranda too. He's a defensive coach, right? You make those adjustments, you do the tackling drills. So he did middle school. Um, but that, that doesn't always translate. And you've seen inconsistency on that side of things for Baylor. So maybe you see it again. I, I, I don't know. I, I don't know. Last year, I would have said, look, this, especially the last four or five games of the year is not going to be an issue. Baylor's just going to tackle the guy outside of the TCU game. And this year it's, well, they might, they might decide not to tackle him. So we'll see. Um, my thing is if Siaki, Ika, Gabe Hall, Garmin Randolph, the guys big up front can get in the backfield and, and bring down Dylan Gabriel for a few sacks and those turnovers can be forced, Baylor will be fine. Baylor will be fine. But that's asking a lot against still a name brand Oklahoma team on the road. Well, uh, and listen, those those two things are, are hand in hand. Because oh, yeah, absolutely. It's no coincidence that Gabe Hall had the game of his life against yeah. Texas Tech. And then there were five picks. Like those yeah. two things are so closely tied together. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, you know what else is tied together? Me, Scotty, who is not going anywhere still, and sports gambling um, legally, by the way, just monopoly dollars. I don't do it like I'm not some professional or some capper. Um, I just, which has multiple meanings now. Capper is a word that's really developed over time. Bet online is your number one source. It's where I go if I want to ever wager, which I do legally. Um, it's number one site for betting football, basketball, which starts next week, by the way, Monday, Baylor plays Monday, find all the latest developments, team matchups, news, podcast, in-depth analysis, as always, bet online remains your continued source for sports wagering information. Fastest and easiest way to check in on all your favorite games, head to the website, MLB world series going on right now, bet on the world series. If you want to, I have been doing so go Phillies bet online. It is where the game starts. Go check it out at betonline.net or use their mobile app as well. Hey, Scotty. Did you just say go Phillies? I did say go Phillies. It's gonna, it can make people mad. It can. I, I get it. You're probably no, you're no, a no. Houston and, guy. And I, I, no, no, no. See, okay. We're, see, we're getting to know each other. I'm not a Houston guy. I grew up in oh, Waco. Wow. Um, I grew up my, – my grandfather was one of the biggest Texas Rangers fans I've ever known. So I actually grew up a Rangers guy. Um, one, of the, one of the two hardest moments of my sports life. Oh, please don't. Please don't. All right, I won't. David Freeze. I wasn't going to say it. You said, please don't. I did, yeah. It was one of the two most. That and the 2014 Cotton Bowl, two hardest moments of my life as a sports fan. Yeah, 2014 Cotton Bowl is just not good, man. Like, historically known for being bad. Um, I, have never, that- I have never gone from a more euphoric high of seeing Laquan McGowan catch a touchdown to go up by 24 in the fourth quarter Yeah, to a low. Of like, I want to kill everybody. And yeah, you think about like TCU had one of those too, but they were on the other side of it, which kind of makes it worse because the Oregon game. The that they same. Had. Well, I was going to say that same season was uh, sixty-one fifty-eight. Yeah, yeah. So, it, well, so TCU fans were talking to Baylor fans at the Cotton Bowl, like, "How's it feel?" Yeah, karma sucks, and I was just mad, just horrible. Um, yeah, because ba- that was like the Baylor could have won the college football playoff. They're killing Michigan State, and then it just didn't happen. So great. I'm glad we checked those boxes off before we got into the rest of the Big 12 this week. Scotty, <laughs> Big 12 football this week. TCU's at home against Texas Tech. Can the fighting Joey Maguires pull off my favorite upset of all time? Can they? Yes, they can. Ah. Um, I I continue to and it's and it's anti-TCU bias, but I continue to believe they're not real. I continue to believe that the fact that they've beaten four teams because they knocked out their starting quarterback uh, is awfully convenient. It's wild. And and um, I think Tech is going to come out with a vengeance. That being said, I think I think TCU is going to win it. 
You know, Barstool, the Sikkim TCU account's going to find this. They watch every one of our shows, actually. Thank you, and we're flattered. They're going to find that. They're going to post it. In two weeks in a row, you're going to have Twitter <laughs> a frenzy because of you. But this time, Texas Tech will be my friends. So it's Yeah, I'm going to go with Texas Tech by 100. You have Oklahoma State and Kansas at Kansas. And, Scotty, when I tell you the odds are even, this game is a pick em. Oklahoma State. A ranked Oklahoma State team is on the road against Kansas, literally Kansas, and it's a pick 'em. Drake, we're not in Kansas anymore, man. This is not your mama's Kansas. This is this is take a, that, mom. That's right. Uh, this is a great team, um, dude. I think here's what I know, Drake. Did you know that last Saturday was the first time Oklahoma State's offense has been shut out since 2007? That's actually kind of nuts, man. It is nuts. Mike Gundy, one of my, honestly, five favorite football coaches in America, probably. I love the guy. Do you know know what their last week of practice was like? Oh, boy. I can't imagine. Dude, I think Kansas is getting them at the worst moment. I will take Oklahoma State by 100. Yeah, I love that. I mean, the fact that it's even is like Vegas is just pitching me money or Vegas knows something. Iowa State at home, winless in the Big 12. This is the Sickos Bowl. It's the worst two teams in the Big 12. Iowa State and West Virginia on ESPN+. Plus Afternoon game in Ames. What do you like in this one? I like both teams because both teams, I, I got to go on a, a radio program for both uh, places and, and talk about Baylor, so... Uh, love West Virginia fans. Love Iowa State fans. Drake, what did I tell you about Ames? Yeah, it's tough. It's and tough, I know, it, I know, it's been rough for Iowa State this season, but this is where they get they get their W, man. That's what I. Um, I also like Iowa State. They're seven point favorites. I think they end up winning this probably by three or four. Maybe not the full seven, but they certainly win like a seventeen thirteen game. Yeah. Um, and then the last one before we predict our Baylor game, Texas, number 24 in the country, goes on the road at number 13, Kansas State. And boy, howdy, do we need Texas to win. We do need Texas to win, but I don't like when Texas wins. So I'm a little torn on this one. I'm not, man. Man, give me Kansas State by every point in the book. I mm. well, one, one, I really think Kansas State has found it. I, I don't know what happened after that two-lane loss, but yeah. I, I think Kansas State has found it i mean they they are playing outstanding um and and texas man i i continue it is because i don't like texas yeah it's because they are also creators of of strife in our community Mm. but um i continue to not believe quinn ewers is it and and maybe i'm a fool for that and maybe he'll evolve and prove me dead wrong but uh there's some tension there in longhorn country about the quarterback position and Kansas State's rolling, and they've got two quarterbacks that could probably start over Quinn Ewers. So they do. Texas is favored by two and a half. Doesn't make a lot of sense to me. It really doesn't. But okay, fine, whatever. After winning forty-eight to nothing or forty-nine, whatever it was, uh, and then last but not least, the Baylor Bears. Go, go, fight Bears! Playing at the Oklahoma Sooners. Oklahoma three and a half point favorites on ESPN Plus this Saturday afternoon. Scotty Swingler, the Pigskin Preacher. Who are you taking in this one? Drake Baylor found something against Texas Tech. Uh, yes, they did. That they've needed all season. They found mm-hmm. an identity, and it's the identity that a lot of us have wanted to see. It's a defense that's pesky and creates turnovers. It's a defense that gets after the quarterback. It's a defense that doesn't take no crap from nobody. And they found it on offense. Richard Reese is Dick Reese. 
Richard Reese will be, uh, you know, first team freshman, everything. He's going to yeah. be newcomer of the year in the Big 12. Uh, he, he is going to set the record tomorrow as the best freshman rushing season in Baylor history. Yep. Give me the Bears by 10, man. Baylor goes into Norman, oh. gets it done. Uh, I don't know if everybody else that out there has been predicting or seeing my predictions in this game. I, I have not gone back and forth. Most of the time I've stuck kind of around the realm of a 38 to, I think it's a 38, 28 was my prediction. Um, uh, which is the over too. 38, 28 was my last prediction. I've had some in the 35, 24 range that, that kind of, I've been toying around with those a little bit. Uh, maybe I said 31, 21 is what I said the other day. Actually, I have thought about it more. And this game reminds me of, I usually have little comparison games. This game compares, I think, really well to the Baylor game against Texas, which was Tom Herman's last, I believe it was his last game at Texas. This is their in Waco. Herman is, it wasn't his last game at Texas, but they're in Waco. Herman, in fear of losing his job, is headbutting players pregame. This is when Baylor had lost to Oklahoma like the week before for college game day. And you thought, oh man, how is this game going to pan out? Baylor's up 24 to three and Texas has to call a timeout to score their one touchdown final score, 24 to 10. I don't think it's going to be as defensively dramatic, but I think this game compares really well to a team that's on the ropes, has the t-shirt brand needs to beat little old Baylor. And they just are suffocated by the Baylor defense and Baylor runs the ball down their throat and holds the ball for 42 minutes. I think Baylor wins this game 31, 21. I'm sticking with my original prediction from a couple days ago. So you just got to it, Drake, and this is how I'll I'll end it for me. We started this game by, or we started this podcast by talking about how I was right about the environment in Lubbock. Right. I, I was right about one other thing, Drake. Every now and again, I talk football and I know what I'm saying, <sighs> even though most of it is BS. I don't. Apparently. Listen, I what did I tell you was the key to last week's game? Do you remember? Turn the ball over. No, 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 no. That's not what I said. I oh, said, what? I Howdy. said time. I said time of possession. Oh. Are you I sure? Said, Yes, go back and watch the tape. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I said we need. You said how do we beat that crowd? I yeah. said you go in and you run the football and you convert a bunch of third downs and you hold on to the football and it sucks the energy out of the stadium. Um, we're gonna do it again. That's Boom. exactly what we're gonna do in Norman. Why not? The script. The script is there. It works. The Keep doing it, Dave. The same script. Is it fun to watch? It cannot be. But I. It love is when it you now. win. I love hey, it now. Hey, I like to win. Winning hold the is ball. Fun. That's Hold right. the ball. Don't let the other team have it. You just, <laughs> just you, man. The whole game. I'm Drake Toll from Inside the Bears, brought to you by Sports Illustrated. That guy, Scotty Swingler, the pigskin preacher, with us every Friday. Thank you for making us your first listen every single day. This has been, hey, the next time we come to you, it'll be Baylor basketball game day, and Baylor will have just knocked off Oklahoma. Locked on Baylor.